Over the last two decades, I've been on a quest to learn everything I can about leadership, obsessed with what makes the best leaders so good. After running companies small and large for the last 20 years, today I speak on stages all across the world to audiences who are interested in that same question. My name's John Laredo, and I'm your host. I invite you to join me on this journey as we explore this topic, what makes the best leaders so good. Welcome to Tomorrow's Leader. All right, welcome to today's episode of Tomorrow's Leader, where we dive deep on all things leader-related, related to leading yourself and leading others. I'm John Laredo, your host today and every day. So I wanted to talk today about the concept, and we're going to break this into a couple different episodes, because I want to talk about the concept of why you do the things that you do. Why does anybody do the things that they do or not do the things that they don't do, but want to do? And a lot of it comes down to the basic competition, competing factors of pain and pleasure. There's a certain amount of pain involved in doing something that will bring a certain level of pleasure or result, positive result. Or maybe it's the pain of not doing something versus the pleasure of doing it. Whatever the case may be, it's a pain-pleasure relationship and these competing forces that ultimately decide okay, what we're going to do. So when I think about, okay, I want to eat better and I see this great pizza, which is one of my favorite foods. And I'm like, oh God, I know that I really want to get in better shape and I really need to lose some weight. And this pizza is definitely not going to help me, but it looks so good. So the pleasure of eating that pizza and tasting it. Oh, I can taste it right now. Wow. I can smell it. The pepperoni gooey cheese. Oh, wow. That pleasure is just so high. And the pain of not eating it would be so high. Oh my gosh. So there's so much pleasure in eating it and so much pain in not eating it compared to the feeling of pain afterwards. Well, that's down the road. So I can't even feel that that much. Um, Or the pain of feeling like I'm not in as good shape. It's still fuzzy. It's so far down the road. The pleasure is right now. And the pain of not eating it is right now. So that's what I'm thinking about. So and everybody does. So think about it. You know, you wake up in the morning to go to the gym. Just the pain of getting out of bed is tough versus the pleasure that's two hours from now when you're done. Well, the pain is right now. Very hard to overcome the pain right now for the pleasure down the road. It's just, it's very hard. But here's another thing. I want, I'm going to go into that topic in a lot more detail in another episode. But I want to talk about incentive. The concept of, are you creating the right incentive for someone else to do something? We talk a lot about influence, and a leader's job is to influence people to do things that they would not do otherwise, to do things that they wouldn't be able to do on their own, and ultimately achieve great things. That's what a leader does, is they mobilize people into action, they create uh, a certain level of uh, collaboration and camaraderie and ultimately create cultures that do and organizations that do phenomenal things. But that's leadership. It's helping people do things that they wouldn't normally have done. What does that come down to? Well, a lot of that is what is the incentive for somebody to do something? So I, you know, I'll give you an example when, um, and it doesn't matter what it is. I mean, if I've, you know, if I'm a kid and my parents are asking me to, or telling me to do chores and I've got to do the dishes, well, my incentive to do that 
is probably going to be avoidance of negative consequences. So if I don't do it, I will get punished. Maybe I'll get my phone taken away from me. I won't get my allowance, whatever the case is. That's my incentive. My pleasure for doing it, I don't have any pleasure. My pleasure is the avoidance of the pain. Okay, that that actually can work. Now, is that the way to ultimately get somebody to do something long-term? Not the best way, because that's just going to be a pain avoidance thing. But ultimately, do you have the right motivations and positive reinforcement tied to a specific task? You know, I, I can't remember if I told the story or not, but I remember one of the funniest jobs I had in college was I was a security guard for this huge distribution warehouse uh, for one of these, I don't know, it was Del Monte or whatever, I can't do Pond, whatever, I don't know. Uh, and they had all kinds of stuff in there. They had food, they had, uh, they had, um, you know, toothpaste, they had all this, I mean, it was like a grocery store and then some, and it was a warehouse of all non-perishable stuff. And it was there and trucks would load up and take it to the, you know, places, the supermarkets and whatnot. So my job and I used to work at all kinds of crazy hours. I'd work two double shifts on Saturday and Sunday. So it was like 7 a.m. to 11 at night. And so many funny stories with this job. But one of the things I had to do is I had to go through, I forget what it was, maybe every two hours or hour and a half, I had to walk through this long journey, basically, through this huge, scary-ass uh, warehouse. Um, and this was like picture two airplane hangers of like 747s, like enormous planes, like American airline types of airplane hangers put together. It was that big. It was enormous. It was probably the largest building I've been in aside from like the Boston Convention Center. But it was huge, this big, vast open space with these huge, um, you know, aisles that went up like 30 feet and it was dark. I mean, at night it was, dark. there was no lights in there and it was creepy. I'd have to go through and there were some freezer areas I had to go into. I remember, and it was just this long path that you had to memorize and you had all these different, um, key locations. So I had a key that I had to stick in this little slot. I had to turn it and that would document that I was went to that station and what time I went to. And I had to go to like 15 different stations with every security check. Needless to say, it was like, you know, at night, especially at 10, 11 o'clock at night, it was on a Saturday. It was pretty scary. I mean, like it was dark. Nobody was in there except for whatever animals might have been in there and any kind of bad guys, maybe. So my job was I had a flashlight and uh, I had a walkie-talkie, and that was it. And I walk around, and hopefully not run into anybody that you know was had some ulterior motives. Uh, but I remember getting trained for it, and they're like, "Okay, so here's what you got to do." Blah blah blah. And I asked the question. I'm like, "So, what do I do? What if if I were to see somebody that broke in and is in there? Like, what do I do?" And they're like, "Well, you know, you you engage them and and uh, you know order them to leave and blah 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 and." stop them from stealing and this and that. And I'm like, nope, not going to do that. And I'm like, wait a sec. Do you really expect us? There's a guy in here potentially with a weapon. And here I am a college kid. I got my whole life in front of me. You're paying me whatever, seven bucks an hour. And I, I'm with my walkie talkie. What am I supposed to throw my walkie talkie at him? Like I have no, you, are you going to give me a gun? 
do I have like a weapon? <laughs> I mean, like legit. Um, I mean, I, I'm no, I'm not, I'm not going to do that. Nope. I'm not, not, not going to do it. Not going to that. Nope. Not going to that. Nope. Not at this juncture. Not going to that. It's my Bush, George Bush senior impersonation. Uh, but no way am I going to do that. Are you kidding me? Like, why would I? No, no, no. Um, so it's funny, like, why would somebody expect me to do that? Just because they said to do it? Okay, I guess maybe, yeah, I'm a college kid, I want my job, so okay, yep, I'll do that. But there's no way when that happened that I'm going to do that. I'm out of there. Hey, listen, man, you here, you want to, what are you trying to steal? Go for it. I'm just going to turn the other way. You do your stuff, I'm going to do my stuff. A couple more stations, I'll be out of here in a few minutes, and uh, wish you all luck. Honestly, like why I had no incentive <laughs> to risk my life to uh, protect a few containers of toothpaste. So anyway, but lots of stuff like that. I see businesses that are like that where they're asking people to do things where there's just no incentive. I was asking a business owner recently. I said, well, you want this person to do this, which is a, an important task. Uh, and it's something that they need to do pretty much every day. What are they doing that for? Is it extra compensation? Is there a career path? Is there a promotion opportunity? Is it recognition? Is it time off? I mean, was it just, they? you know, is there financial stuff long-term? What is the incentive for them? And there really wasn't much. And granted, you can get people to do that short-term, long-term possibly because out of the goodness of their heart, but if it's too big of a task, they're just not going to do it or they're not going to do it well or they'll just go through the motions like I would have. Yeah, okay, all right, I'll, I'll, yeah, sure, no problem. But when push comes to shove, they're not going to really execute well on the task. No way because the incentive is not there. There's all different kinds of ways you can put uh, incentive. Now, I'm a big believer. I've always opted to pay or send people more because I turnover is really tough on a business. And when you have great people, you have to keep them. So you're better off in my mind over incenting people. So you keep those great people, but it's not just that it's people want to feel like they're making an impact. Maybe what they're doing will lead to a larger role in the organization. So there's a promotion opportunity, there's a different career path. And if you do this well, then this will lead to other things. Hey, that's great. That's fantastic incentive. Uh, maybe it's opportunities, different recognition, or it's taking on new projects or heading up different stuff. Whatever it is, if there's something attached to it that's significant, that's where you're gonna get people really running hard and far for you and doing that and taking it and taking a lot of ownership in it too. So my big thing today is just asking yourself, what is the incentive? Just at, if somebody is not doing something and executing something the way that you're looking for them to do it, is it the incentive that's not lined up? Or do they not? Maybe there is incentive. They just don't understand it. So that's a better way to ask the question. Do they understand the incentive for doing that task? And is it enough? Okay. For me with that security job, there was no incentive to do it other than just to please the boss. No, it was not. That's not enough for me to risk my life. No way. Um, you know, for your organization, is there enough? Do they understand the incentive and is there enough? Or is it just fear of negative consequences? Again, that can be short-lived that, and that's, there's not going to be a long-term solution for you. So, uh, there's so much I want to talk about on this topic. I'm, I'm, I will keep it at that and maybe we'll do a part two on this sometime because incentive to me is such an important topic of how you can influence people 
to do the right thing. So uh, with that said, I'll cut it off there. 11 minutes in. I like to keep these short for your benefit because you got big lives to lead. I know you got a lot of stuff to do. So uh, I'm going to be a little chunkier day here and there and leave you with some good thoughts and then you go do your thing. So uh, for now, subscribe, share, uh, comments, all that kind of good stuff. And go down below, five-star review. And don't forget my book, Tomorrow's Leader, How the Best Leaders Get Better in a Fast-Changing World is out. It's uh, out for immediate download on Amazon. And you can pre-order for hard copies that will be in about a month at your doorstep. So really cool stuff. Very excited about it. Check it out. Thanks, everybody. Have a good one. Bye. Thanks for joining us on today's episode of Tomorrow's Leader for suggestions or inquiries about having me at your next event or personal coaching. Reach me at john at loritogroup.com. Once again, that's J-O-H-N at L-A-U-R-I-T-O-G-R-O-U-P.com. Thanks. Lead on.